This next bunch of characters run away with a gold medal when it comes to outrageous athletic misdemeanour and in the process brought shame upon a whole nation. We were encouraged to pretend to be stupid. This is For the Love of the Shame, Episode 1. Go for the gold. All right, Hunter. I did the research. I did all the homework. Turns out we're the 75,342nd podcast created this week, but the only podcast created by two white guys. Fresh perspective is important, right? Yeah, two white guys on a podcast is very original, but I don't worry about the numbers there because, after all, we are still number one in the hearts and minds of our listeners, and that's all I really care about. That's all that matters. Two, two white guys talking about sports. <laughs> who would have yeah. thought, thought something like that would ever be birthed, man? Who would have thunk? Uh, but here's the cool part, Chase. We're not just talking about sports. We're talking about the sports and the scandals within them that – a lot of our listeners have never heard of, or let's be honest, probably never even cared about. The most obscure scandals you could, you could ever even think of. And today, we're starting off with a doozy. Yeah, we're really going for the gold on this one, man. Uh, 2000 Sydney Paralympics scandal. Spanish basketball team completely ruins an entire Paralympic category. The very first season that it's available. First and last, and, uh, and yeah, that would have uh, long-lasting implications. Um, and we've done our research. It really, it's going to touch on some moral, uh, moral, moral issues here today. So forewarning for everyone listening today as well. I'm going to try my best to be on my best behavior. I can't promise anything. Should. There's going to be some low-hanging fruit that I'm going to want to reach out and grab. And I'm telling you what, it's going to be extremely hard for me to keep my wits about me during this episode. But I'm going to try. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same I'm not here. a PC guy. Um, <laughs> and neither am I. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the really cool part, and we'll get into more of the specifics, but we already have a Paralympics-approved term, intellectually disabled. Okay, so let's... Let's just go forward with that. Definitely, there's, there's other words that I can think of that might be funnier that are totally inappropriate. Uh, one of them being a Clemson fan. Um, but we'll, we'll, just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the biases away and we'll dive straight into this one. So set the stage for us. It's the 2000 Sydney Paralympics. First off, what the hell are the Paralympics? Yeah, great question. So the Paralympics are... Uh, games that are available, uh, Olympic games that are available to those who have intellectual, physical, or even visual impairments. Okay. Started out in 1948 uh, as a way for World War II veterans to still compete athletically. Okay. In 1960, they opened the door to anyone, not just the veterans. And then they eventually bring in the intellectual disabilities to where it is now uh, 1400 athletes from over hundred countries. Okay. And so I did a little bit of digging just so we can be clear here. The Paralympics, they compete in the same type of events as the regular Olympic games, but there's like six different categories, right? There's like impaired muscle power, impaired passive range of movement. Um, they're, they're broken down into like cerebral palsy, um, all the different kind of physical impairments and those are their own categories within the subset those are subsets within the the whole broad or stroke of uh the paralympics and whole so um basically games made for inclusion the absolute last thing that you want to cheat in right right it it, it really you know this story uh relies heavily on the the old saying of you know, pick on someone your own size Whereas, you know, as an able-bodied, able-minded person, are you really going to go compete against uh, those who are uh, suffering from these illnesses? And the whole thing is, you know, overcoming obstacles. And, you know, this guy doesn't have any legs, but he's able to play basketball or, you know, anything else. It's genuinely um, inspiring stuff. And it's a great – I mean, dude, like the, the Olympic Federation – they did a great thing by bringing this in and making it really inclusive and giving these athletes a chance to compete and a chance to make their countries proud, just like anybody else. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, the one good, the, the one thing that I will say about you know, anytime someone tries to do something good is that can be absolutely ruined by someone who has ill intentions or does not respect the integrity of the game or anything like that so almost every um, with time. the Paralympics man yeah and and look you know this is not gonna be a podcast about deflate gate Lance Armstrong steroids and baseball anything like that so this one dude, we're digging deep we are we are we had to do some <laughs> rabbit holes online with for this one but basically what happens is with the Paralympics okay they include intellectual disability basketball as a way to again further include those who have been basically left out of a, a place to have competitions okay then all of a sudden that just gets railroaded by greed and national pride all right so we're setting the stage it's 2000 sydney paralympics basketball for intellectually disabled people just got introduced and Literally, the unthinkable happens. The chairman for the Spanish Federation for Paralympics absolutely just goes off the rails and brings in people that have absolute no mental disabilities whatsoever in order to try and just beat the shit out of every single every single team. And guess what happened? They did. Oh, they yeah. beat the they, shit they out of every medal. single team. Do you remember the movie uh, Johnny Knoxville, The Ringer? Of course, man. Yeah, this is that's, first, that's what I thought of immediately when we were d talking about doing this topic. That's th that's this is this, this is that, but instead of one ringer, they bring in ten. Chase, ten. They have ten of that's their twelve two athletes. starting fives, man. Yeah, full rotation. Starting five and a whole reserve section of just people who are absolutely not disabled. Yeah, exactly. What makes this even more crazy to me is that they found 10 willing participants to do this and to knowingly cheat people who are mentally disabled like yeah. you have absolutely no sense of the right and wrong any kind of moral backbone whatsoever to mm -hmm. take part in something like this how the yeah. hell did they convince people to do it in the first place right 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 so i think the first thing uh the first question that we need to answer here is how do you cheat at this so a little right. background the, on the yeah. intellectual disability games. Um, you have to have a threshold of below 75 IQ to participate. Okay. So you would think, all right, there's, there's testing both, you know, within their home country. And then once they get to Sydney for the games, they have to prove once again that they are mentally disabled. Okay. Okay. Now, the IQ score of a step of, of a 75 basically equates to an eight to 10 year old. Okay. Okay. The mental capacity of a third grader. Okay. Jesus All right. Christ. Yeah. 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 It gets worse though. When you think about that, these guys have to have an IQ below that. Okay. So <laughs> in theory, in theory, these are teams comprised of folks who are second and first graders or maybe even worse. Mental right? children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Spain didn't do the IQ testing. Here's what they did. Instead, they just made documents. All right, they forged medical documents stating that 10 of these 12 participants had mental disabilities. Okay, so let me, all right, so in college, I forged an ID in order to buy alcohol. <laughs> these, these Who among are, us haven't lied about something? These right. people are forging documents to make themselves look mentally disabled, sick. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the other so far so good. Uh, so far so terrible, honestly. Um, so you mentioned uh, Fernando Martin Vicente, okay, uh, the president of um, the Paralympic Committee for Spain. Yes, he also is the chairman for the Spanish Sports Federation for the Intellectually Handicapped. Now, it gets a little deeper with him. He's got a child who is mentally handicapped. So if anyone no should know. No way, dude. Yeah, so if anyone should understand <laughs> the importance of these games, it should be him, right? It, I mean, is... he's basically hiring a ringer team to beat his son's ass. 
Wait, his son is – he falls under the same category that they're competing in? Like, he's, his son is mentally disabled? Yes. Is he yes, on the squad? didn't make the team. No. He didn't no, not, make not the team. Not as far as I can tell. He kicked his own son off the team in order to bring people in who just didn't have any disabilities. Yeah. This guy is yeah. a giant piece of shit. Yep, absolutely. Now, introduce asshole number two. Though he he has a redeeming quality, but we'll get to that later. Carlos Ribagorda, he's a journalist Ribagorda. for Capital Magazine. Ribagorda, it's a really fun word, uh, fun name to say, honestly. This guy is the only player of the 2000 Spanish basketball team that I was able to find out even like their name. All right, there's not a lot of info on these guys. Yeah, even um. You know, if you pull up the games on Wikipedia, like no one has a Wikipedia page other than these two guys. Okay? Ridiculous. So the Russian team, the Portugal team, nobody has like a stat table. We can't see what their careers were, you Crazy. know, assists or steals. They don't have know, their own whatever. ESPN pages. That's, that's, that's garbage. ESPN, you're on notice. You're ableist. You're canceled. 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 Absolutely. Um, so here's here's where it gets tricky. Okay, Carlos Rubagorda gets wind that the Spanish team are cheating. Okay, this goes back to 1998, where they're in qualifying rounds and everything else. He finds out about it, and I, I couldn't find any specific details on how he did it. He infiltrates the team. Okay, as an investigative journalist, his entry. Onto the squad. You want to take a guess at the rigorous exams that he had to participate in? Probably make a layup. I don't know. Worse. Uh, six push-ups and pass a blood pressure test. Holy shit. So you're telling me I could have been on this basketball team. Oh, let's 100%. go. 100%. <laughs> 100%. So this is literally, this literally is like the movie The Ringer. Like this guy, this guy is going undercover to infiltrate this team except not to help anybody win just to see what the hell's going on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. There's levels to this, man. This now, is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So the whole thing is, you know, you've got to be able to put up the act. Okay. Sure. So when like, it would be very difficult for someone to falsely participate in the wheelchair Olympics uh, basketball team. Right. Um, because just, the sheer like going after a basketball you're going to expose yourself with with the mental handicaps you're less likely to be able to visibly identify someone as mentally handicapped i mean yeah sure you can see someone and be like look this guy doesn't have all his marbles there but for the <laughs> Wait, most so part do you think do you think that, do you think that had anything to do with their player selection like did they just pick people who looked maybe a little bit off like they have a I guy would be so track. fucking offended. <laughs> like, I would be. I would be so offended if, if someone came. Yeah, I would be psyched if I didn't make the team. I'd be like, okay, so ba- essentially, I don't look like I have Down syndrome. Like, I'm basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But imagine someone walks up to you and it's like, hey, man, you're uh, making some making some pretty good basketball plays there, and you look like you may could pass as someone who has an IQ lower than 75. You want a ball or what? <laughs> yeah, this is nuts, dude. I'd probably punch him in the mouth, honestly. Um, so here's the kind of the the whole thing of them like having to play dumb and, and carry on this act, right? So in one of their qualifying games, they're up by 30 points. Coach calls a timeout. <laughs> Okay. Coach calls a timeout. Now you've seen sports contests that kind of get out of hand, 30 point lead or whatever. It's like, all right, guys, pump the brakes, you know, sportsmanship, right? Not these guys. Guy calls a timeout and says, Hey guys, slow it down a little bit. People are going to get suspicious. Yeah, literally you have to, I mean, so they're just beating, they went through this, these games and just beat everyone's ass. Like they didn't even try and mask it a little bit. Oh, dude, not even in the slightest. Do you they want to hear to some get of the caught, final dude. scores? Yeah, let's hear some of these scores. This is what I wanted to hear in the first place because th- there's no way that th- – all right, if you beat a team by, like, 40 in the Paralympics, there's something wrong. Like, the only team mm-hmm. doing that even in regular basketball is, like, the USA, and that's just because it's not even fair. 
Right, right, exactly. So first off, they, they break it down, they play group stage, okay? Uh, Spain's grouping is Portugal, Brazil, and Japan, okay? Okay. They obviously run the table, go 3-0, and all right? No doubt. So their game against Portugal, they win 73-58. to Respectable, you know, that's okay. a respectable defeat. Then they beat Brazil 94-48. to Okay, come on, dude. <laughs> okay. They're crushing people's souls out there, dude. Honestly, honestly. And then against Japan, there's a caveat, okay? Because I don't think this is Spain being that much better than Japan. I think Japan just really, like, their team was just bad at basketball, okay? They beat Japan 87 to 20. Okay, Okay, dude. Now, they're not just bad at basketball. Yeah, but Japan's highest point total was 24 against brazil where they lost 103 to 24 they lost to portugal 122 to 17 so not putting this game on the spaniards okay but but very important detail that we're that we don't need to just pass over these people have mental disabilities (laughs) that is true (laughs) they're not just bad at basketball They have mental challenges, dude. (laughs) Right. No, I definitely understand that. But here's what you have to consider, okay? Let's assume that Spain's the only one that's cheating, okay? Which, more on that here in a second. Let's assume that Spain's the only one cheating. That would indicate that of the other teams, these guys have – they're 12 dudes on on the roster who have mentally handicaps, okay? However, of all the people in, say, Brazil – Okay, these are the 12 who are the best at basketball. Right. Yeah. So when you take all of that in consideration, I don't feel as bad when they're playing against each other. Okay. Sure. Um, but the fact that you have Spain, who is way more intellectually sound than their competitors, you know, the guys they're playing against, man, they're not running complex offense sets or you know they're not doing pick and rolls and and things like that yeah no no so look man the like what they could have done at least i mean from those scores it sounds like they didn't even play the two people on the team that were actually qualified at all they just Um, they kept the ballers in and just let them absolutely destroy people yeah and unfortunately because all the information that you can really find on this is the scandal itself you can't really find any breakdown of like the games of like you know who had the most minutes and and things like that i would definitely be interested in seeing that because at least in garbage time dude at least in garbage time i mean let a guy get some free throws up dude (laughs) something something like be the be um, like the white kid then, that gets in and gets in an ACC basketball game in garbage time and just only gets out there to try and hit a three. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. Hiding in the exactly. corner, waiting for his chance of glory, dude. Exactly. So they they burn through the group stage, no worries. They then beat Poland by thirty uh, in the semifinals, and then they go on and beat Russia by twenty four to win the gold medal. Okay. Russia now, made it relative a, a decent game. Yeah, all things considered, you know. I got to imagine um, there's some pretty hard fouls in these games. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, you would think. That and, like, you know, how how strenuous are they? Like, how strict are they with things like double dribble or traveling? You know, the the common in- infractions that we see in a basketball game. I can just picture some, some pretty serious flagrant fouls. A guy going up for a layup and a guy just full-on tackling the other guy. Like, I, there's no way that didn't happen a lot. Yeah, exactly. Now, (laughs) when you hear of cheating in the Paralympics to this level, okay, what's your what's your first question? Why? Why? What's the goal? What what are you what's what are you doing it for? Are you getting paid? What's going on there? Yeah. So there's two sides. Okay. Number one, the Fernando Martin Vicente. Why organize all of this? Because he is the the ringleader, the orchestrator of everything here. Um, and basically with his role as the president of the Sports Federation for Mentally Challenged in Spain, they get grants. They get grant money and sponsorships for providing these programs for the handicapped and mentally challenged athletes in Spain. Okay. okay. So, so 
the theory behind it was, look, guys, we're going to throw in some ringers. We're going to win the gold, get all of this money so that we can use it towards our development programs. And that's going to allow us to then improve the you oh. know, opportunity for the mentally challenged and, and okay. so, Paralympic teams. So essentially, this is almost kind of like a, like a Robin Hood situation, but in, it's in an extremely way more fucked up scenario. But like the, the money that they're getting is a, a basically going to go to programs that are good programs. Yes, yes. And you got to wonder, too, if, like, this is where the dad thing kicks in. It's got, where, that's what I'm thinking, too. It's got to. Like, yeah, got, it's special like to his he's, heart. Yeah, but. he's sympathetic to it. But I think the, the biggest thing is they just took such an underhand approach to it that it, it just sullies the whole thing. I was going to say, like, dude, guy could have just made a GoFundMe page and skipped all this BS, but it's, it's 2000. I don't think that was a thing yet. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't. Um, I mean, car washes, selling donuts, you know, the, the same way that we raised funds for middle school athletic programs, I guess, would have been the, the best option available to them at the time. Yeah. It certainly would have crossed my mind to put in 10 very just like regular ass dudes to go win the gold medal in the Paralympics. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it a little bit less awful but it's still mm -hmm. genuinely awful. Yeah. Now, for the players, okay, here's what the players get, okay? All right. They get, number one, a free trip to Sydney, Australia. Not bad, okay? Not bad. But keep in mind, you've got to pretend to be mentally challenged this entire time you're in Australia. So can you really enjoy your trip? Yeah, I don't know. You're not, you're not just going to be able to, after the game, to just go walk down to the bar by yourself and have a drink. Right, right. Um, unless and, you take unless you take a coloring book with you, <laughs> <God> exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, you know, you're walking through a museum and you're just like enjoying it way too much, and you're talking about the historic, you know, the history of Pablo Picasso and, and everyone just, else. And you're just like just petting. Like, Wait a minute, you're petting paintings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you can't like go to the museum. You have to go to the you have to go to the petting zoo or something. You know, you go to the zoo and just pretend like you're mentally disabled and you just oh my god, okay. Yeah, All right. exactly. So not um, only are these guys basketball players, they're also basically for the entire duration of the games, they're having to be actors too in a way. Yes, yes, exactly. It's a lot of work. What are they getting paid? Um, so again, the free trip to Sydney, Australia, they get a, uh, a kit. So they get the Jersey with, you know, the, the country, you know, support the country in a way there's a sense of nationalism involved. And then sure. they also receive 150 euros spending money per day or is that total. a per diem or total total. Okay. I and could buy a lot it. of coloring books though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure like the mills and stuff are funded by the, by the committee and, and by the team. So they got um, 150 euros that that's going to get them a t-shirt to give to their wife or their, their buddy when they get back home. That's not anything. So essentially they're doing this because they got conned into this. They got, they got conned into thinking that this is something that's going to be good for their country. And mm -hmm. they're, they're, they got conned enough to completely throw away any kind of morals that they had in order to to do this so yeah 100 percent. that fernando vincente guy probably he's a hell of a salesman probably a good motivator yeah hell of a salesman honestly um and so basically the way they get found out okay is number one of course they're having to dumb it down and like all right guys don't play too well or anything like this so reba gorda is again an investigative journalist okay on the he team knows what's going actually on, on the, the team. team yeah yeah infiltrates the team i love the fact they use that phrase because it's like that's how underhand this is that is like i'm gonna find out what's going on here so where he becomes an asshole in my book okay he knows it's going on he's a part of the scam but he yeah. doesn't blow the whistle yeah until the games are over in, in a way, you have to think that once he got on that team, he's like, yeah, dude, I, I just want to get a gold medal. Yeah, 
Yeah. But see, in my mind, I'm thinking if it's me, honestly, and again, you don't know until you're in a situation, but I feel like number one, I never put myself in that situation. No, I mean, good for him not. for like taking the high road and saying, I'm going to expose this shit, but I probably use my free trip to Australia and then blow the whistle, like right before tip off of the first game. And you hey, got to think about even to get to that point, you had to mm-hmm. beat a bunch of teams to qualify to actually make the trip out to Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Now, the other thing that I think the players were sold is the idea that we're not going to be the only ones cheating. Right? Sure. Especially when you have someone like Russia that you can point a finger at and say, hey, if you don't think these motherfuckers are going to cheat, I mean, come on. It's Russia. They'll cheat at anything. And Russia got to Um, the final, too, so they probably did cheat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Reba Gorda even mentioned in his article in uh, the publication Capital. Um, that's capital for you English-speaking motherfuckers. Ooh, nice little the, there, um, Right? Thank you. Um, he basically even indicated that, like, uh, there were some guys on Russia's team that were also pretty damn good. Um, like, suspiciously good. And the worst part is of all of this is like once the once the games wrap up, they win the gold, like none of the players feel good about it. Nobody wanted to talk about it. They're not dumping their chests and like bragging about the fact they just won the Paralympic gold medal. Okay. Of course not. Then what's gonna happen when the Paralympics team for your country wins the gold medal? There's going to be publicity, right? So pictures start appearing in magazines and on their websites. Next thing you know, comments start appearing on these articles. Yeah, like, hey, I work with that guy. Like, that guy's my that guy's my buddy. He's There's nothing wrong with him. Yep, exactly. So suspicions that were found in the games themselves yeah. are now being confirmed. Like, what did they think now that's, that's Enrique. <laughs> like, that's Enrique. That's, that's, that's my accountant, dude. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with this guy yeah like this guy painted so, my house and article yeah so the article comes out basically exposing the whole thing you know um he re- they all returned their gold medals their 150 euros the kit that they got for the games <laughs> um and they just turn it all in okay now it it doesn't stop there Okay, this isn't just a, all right, you guys fucked up, slap on the wrist, whatever. There is a lot of backlash on this. A lot. Like, yeah, I mean, it had, to have, it had to have completely affected the, the way that the games went on from that point. And I think it did. So I, I did a little bit of research on that end. And essentially, this eliminated the intellectual disability portion of the Paralympics for the next what four or five games um yeah 12 years okay so not only did they cheat like I want to I want the gravity of the situation to like resonate with people here not only (laughs) did they cheat they took away the opportunity for hundreds of mentally mentally disabled athletes for the next 12 (laughs) years just because they thought it'd be easy to go on and dominate this tournament, which they did completely. That completely outweighs any of the other consequences. Cause think about how hard these other guys train and girls train for these games. Yeah. And now to not even have the possibility to be in them because of this one selfish team is unbelievable. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that really pissed me off while I was doing some research and and infuriating. Yeah. So number one, you take just basketball. Okay. There are seven other teams who, I mean, they've been working at this for years. They've, they've trained, you know, this is like the one thing that they can do and feel, you know, it's a confidence thing, you know? I mean, if, if, if Portugal's team goes out to just like a pickup game, they're probably going to get dominated, but they can play within their own classification and they have a chance to represent their country and they're playing by the books. Right. Okay? It's pride. Spain I mean, automatically takes that away from them, takes away that opportunity. Yeah. I would almost compare that to this past season when the ACC allowed Notre Dame to come in and compete on a conference <laughs> stage. And by them winning, 
they, they take away the opportunity for Miami or North Carolina <laughs> to play in the championship game. <laughs> okay. All right. I see what you did there. We get it. The ACC sucks. So, re- I mean, realistically, this is the worst thing you could have done in this situation. You screwed mm-hmm. – they screwed it up for all these people who worked their asses off to get to where they are. And yep. the other thing, too, is that, like, what other, what other avenue or what other – in what other capacity are, are these people with mental, mental challenges – going to be able to represent their country right i mean yeah i mean the opportunities it's beyond fucked up yeah the opportunities aren't really there and i actually did find um a publication from sydney um that had some excellent quotes that i would like to share at this time so more like hammer home the gravity of the situation and And these, these are quotes from people who were in the games Yes, um, okay. and one of which is uh, a basketball player from Australia named Bradley Lee. Okay? okay. Now, Australia did not compete directly against Spain. They lost out in the group stage. One to two was their record in the group stage against, uh, let's see, they lost to Russia by 15. They lost to Poland by 11, and they beat Greece 90 to 26. Greece is kind of like Spain. They just, they're not good. Okay. Okay. Um, but they didn't make the tournament as far as the semifinals and final, but here's the thing because Russia is also suspected of this. There's a little bit more implication, but they weren't found out. Okay. Okay. So Bradley Lee, there are two quotes that really resonated with me. Number one, he says that was the biggest year I've had in my basketball life. It was massive. Okay. So obviously it shows the amount of, hard work and success that he was able to find on a personal level, which is good. Yeah. But then to see all of that stripped away from him of having not having the opportunity because there are ringers in the mix. Right. Okay? And then he goes on to say, they were asking him about Spain and what he thought about it. And he says, and I quote, I wanted to gut them with a butter knife, putting it bluntly. <laughs> They're just a bunch of low lives. Okay. <laughs> It changed everything. Their hopes and dreams were crushed. Oh Talking my God. about just everyone. Do you think that who... he wanted to got them with a butter knife because that's the only knife he's allowed to use? <laughs> or it's just, you know Sorry. what, dude? They don't even deserve they don't even deserve the you know, the respect of an actual knife. I know that, Hunter. You know? I was making a joke. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, they're probably not a lot of sharp objects. That was the joke. Thanks for explaining it and killing it dead in the water. All you right. didn't earn that one. You didn't deserve that one, Dan. Any it. more quotes? <laughs> uh, yeah. So not only did the implications fall down beyond basketball, uh, swimming, like every intellectual disability game was suspended until 2012 when they re- reconvened in London. Um, with, of course, the new London Stadium, which it was built for, that my West Ham Hammers play in, that's the 12-year gap there. Okay, well, it makes sense that they would host the no Paralympics. intellectually disabled games. It makes sense that they would host the Paralympic intellectually disabled games at West Ham. And the reason I say that is because West Ham sucks at soccer. So, Yeah, right. yeah. Check the tables, boy. Okay. So there's, there's another quote from an esteemed Australian – Swimmer, gold medalist, Siobhan Patton. Okay. Okay. I ended up in hospital for six weeks. I was dejected, angry. I still live with my depression. Okay. Two decades later, because you got to think, dude, her gold medals that she won in Sydney representing her home country as a member of the intellectually disabled games. Okay. That's got to be like right up there. I think that honestly, dude, winning the Paralympic gold medal is even more special and, and, and impressive than winning an actual Olympic gold medal. Like, Oh, congratulations. You can fucking run with two good legs. You know? <laughs> now, now I would go on to say that I think, you know, I've had this theory for a long time and you know, it's a little bit controversial, but I've always said that they should call the regular Olympics, the special Olympics and the Special Olympics, just the Olympics, because in my opinion, the athletes in the regular Olympics are much better athletes than those in their, in their counterpart. Eh, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm yeah. going to hell. We've established that. <laughs> yeah. So basically the whole thing of, you know, them discontinuing 
continuing the intellectual disabilities games is they found out how easy it was for people to manipulate for people to manipulate it because it wasn't just basketball. They found people cheating in table tennis and swimming just like across the board. Okay. All in the 2000 so, games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they suspended everything for at least 12 years. Okay. Intellectual disabled basketball has yet to make a return to the games. Wow. So Spain cheated in the first and last and only intellectual disabled basketball contest for the Paralympics. Oh my God. Okay. So they, they just, they killed it forever. Here's for everyone, dude, for everyone. And think about it this way, man, like Lance Armstrong gets called for doping in the tour de France. They don't take it away for everyone, you know, but with this, because the testing and the ability to cheat was so much greater right in these olympics and also you have just like a much lower a much lower moral threshold i think like there's a lot of cheating ambiguity. In, a, in a bicycle race yeah yeah there's I also mean, a lot a of ambiguity of says, in how you test like there, there it's right. so much easier to manipulate those results than it would be to just test somebody's blood yep 100 percent. or if you even test them at all remember spain six push-ups and a blood pressure test and you're in we're just going to take care of the rest of the paperwork and you're good. Right. Now I have a theory that speaking of doping, when it comes to the tour de France, the racing, you know, the runners, whomever, if, if you're going to cheat with steroids or other, you know, hormone boosting uh, supplements, I say, let's create a separate type of games and let's see how fast these fuckers really can go. Let's do it. I would watch that's, that. That's, that's my little sidebar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, I would so, watch that every single second of that. Mm-hmm, 100%. Now, there's another type of fallout here in which there's a 13-year trial for uh, Fernando Martin Vicente for the corruption and embezzlement, basically, fraud, you know, everything else that goes into this. Do you have the number for how much he was fined? after he was found guilty of, of shaming and, and I do. I do. scamming and shaming the Paralympic Games. I do. And, and again, keep in mind that he ruined intellectual games for the next three games for 12 years. And all he was fined by a Madrid court was 5,400 euros. And he was also ordered to return the 142,000 euros in government subsidies, which the Federation received for, for winning the games. So not only did he not get any of the money that was going to be allocated for programs to, to benefit intellectually disabled people in Spain, he also was fined. But that fine to me seems completely ridiculous. 5,400 euros, that's it? He didn't, yeah. see, any, he didn't see any jail time. Um, he did obviously get stripped of his role, but no jail time, 5,400 euros, and uh, it's essentially a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And, and from what I was able to find, there were 18 people involved in this. Um, he's the only one that caught any charges whatsoever. This is ridiculous, man. So they, they essentially just don't care. And that shows the, yeah. it literally, what it, re, what it really does, it shows the, the lack of importance that these countries put on these types of games and the respect, the lack of respect that these uh, disabled athletes get in general. 100%. 100%. And, you know, the, the thing, like, so much of this pisses me the fuck off, not even from, you know, from, a, you know, a no cheating in sports concept, because it obviously that exists already across all sports, all levels. The fact that they said, we're going to pick this one, right? Picking on like playing basketball against an eight to 10 year old is number one, a lot of fun. Like I have a little brother and oh I used God. to spend his shit all the time playing basketball. Absolutely. Okay. Me too. I've got a younger brother, 10 years, my junior. And every single time he would throw anything up, I'd send it and I'd smile about it. Oh, I felt great. <laughs> it was no, there was no love on the, on the driveway, man. I had everything. Every time he go up for a layup, that thing's getting swatted. Yeah. Now, that that feeling had to be what these guys felt but 
it couldn't have felt as great because of the mental limitations of their opponents. Well, yeah, of course, I would hope so. But I don't think these guys showed any kind of remorse. I mean, they played the whole thing. So here, here's my other question. Like, what happened to this journalist? Because he went through and did the whole thing. Ribagorda, how do you say his name? Uh, Carlos Ribagorda. Ribagorda. What happened to him? Because he, he went through, he infiltrated this team, allowed them to win the entire thing, allowed them to ruin this category of the Paralympics for a seemingly ever. And then what happens to him? Does he just get a slap on the wrist as well, or he gets lauded as some kind of hero? Long story short, nothing. Um, he's, as far as I could tell, he's still in journalism, but there's obviously a bit of a, uh, a scar there on his reputation, uh, rightfully so. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, he's, he's basically, I think I found his Twitter account. Uh, he's only got like 400 something followers. So he's not doing great. Um, yeah, that's worth a follow. That guy's, that guy's going to catch a follow from your boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hell, we should even try to get him on the podcast. That would be day. awesome, dude. See let's let's reach out. Yeah, I'm down. Um, but yeah, essentially, he you know just writes this article, exposes the whole thing. Basically, um, you know, uh, he's an investigative journalist, you know, so there's really not a slap on the wrist. I mean, he's not even, he doesn't lose his job or anything because, I mean, technically he was just doing his job. So he's not like, he's not like the biggest asshole of the, of the operation, but no. I definitely think that he, he had enough dirt on them in the two years that he played on the team leading up to the Paralympic Games that he could have blown the lid off of this without taking the gold medal away from other teams who were more deserving for it of course yeah and then i i just want to add this too i found this um earlier now the result obviously not every person on spain's paralympic squads were cheating right but that year in 2000 in sydney spain had their most successful paralympics and they won 107 medals to finish third <laughs> they they finished underneath australia the host and britain so yeah. they didn't even they didn't even win gold in terms of the medal count after cheating. So I'm, um, which I'm which I'm happy about. Um, it, it goes to show, Chase. Like yet again, I know it's I know we just hammer this home at an early age, but cheating doesn't it doesn't win, man. I mean, eventually, eventually it's going to come back to you. Um, and, and for me though, it's it's just sad that like even even with cheating, like be better at cheating, I guess. Be better is. at cheating and also just pick something less funny to cheat in. Yeah. Because this, like, no cheat one... Cheat in the Real Olympics, guys. Like, when I, when I heard about the... Obviously, everybody knows about the Astros and how they cheated uh, or whatever. That's fucked up, but it's not that funny. There was just... They found a clever way to, you know, to read the count um, or to to tell, tell their batters or whatever what the pitch, what the pitch was going to be. But yeah. that's not that funny. It's just kind of clever. This is not clever. It's just extremely fucked up and very funny. Right. And one thing I'll add to the Astros and also to, like, the Barry Bonds and, and the steroid era is, like, yeah, they may have known that a fastball was coming, but it still takes an immense amount of talent to be able to hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Right. It doesn't take an immense amount of talent to be able to do a layup on somebody who's like mentally eight. Yeah. And I found there's a clip of like one of the games where the guy, I mean, just a classic spin, drive the lane, slash and dash layup. It, when you see this clip, you'll see just the athletic threshold, you know, the athletic difference between these two squads. It's like, you had to feel great about your athletic ability, but at the same time, when you get back to the hotel, you have to sit back and think like, all right, did I just beat an eight year old? Basically, Right. And I also think that there being that it was the first year that basketball was introduced into the Paralympics. I think there was a level of comfortability from Spain and the, and the, the Vincente guy, because there's not a whole lot to go off of, right? Like they, people, that are really involved with the Paralympics, they understand and they have a general idea of what the skill level is, but the general public and the people that were supporting these countries, they don't really, you don't really know what someone with mental, with mental disabilities is capable of on the basketball court. So I'm sure that that gave them 
a little bit of confidence that they would be able to go throughout this entire process and not get caught. Yeah, absolutely. And because they're not, because there's not a precedent there, basically the way right. that I've been able to interpret this is Vicente, once again, I think that I think he was coming from a good place, but doing an awful thing. So I think in his mind, it was, all right, guys, look, we win the gold, we get this grant money, that's going to fund the programs to allow us to be competitive on the national level with our actually mentally disabled members of our country. Um, yeah, so I would like to think like that. It's like a one and done thing. I would like to think that. At the but same I think time, once a cheater, always a cheater. Right? That's what I'm saying, dude. I, I yeah. don't believe, I really don't believe that after winning, if they were to have not got caught, I really don't believe that he would have changed his act. I think yeah. that he probably would have en probably enjoyed winning too much, like everyone does, mm -hmm. and then would have continued to do the same thing because he got away with it. I think the only, I think the only difference that you would see there, Chase, is instead of 10 ringers, you have like four, you know? Dial it like, down and, a and, little and bit. Theory, dude. In theory, dude, they could have done this with like three ringers. They didn't need a full, you know, two full squads with, with, you know, 10 of the 12 being just, again, again, I cannot stress this enough, regular ass dudes. Like these aren't professional basketball players either. I no. mean, they're guys who are pretty much like you and I that, you know, maybe play pickup games once a year. Yeah. You know, they have a, a basic have understanding like regular, of the game. And, they have regular jobs. Yeah, regular that. jobs, dude. Yeah. Now imagine telling your boss, you know, Hey, I've got to take some vacation time. I'm going to Sydney. Oh, that's great. Taking the wife and the kids. Nah, I'm going to go play in the Paralympics. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't I mean, I'm tell sure anyone that, about this. I'm sure that they kept that under wraps and made up some other excuse or whatever, but still, I mean, just the amount of hoops they had to, well, jump through to, to get, to yeah. get to that point is, it's unbelievable. For, yeah. For little to no reward whatsoever. No, because, I mean, think about it long term, like not even like you take away the moral compass of this entire situation. OK, you, you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to go to Sydney. I'm going to ball out in the Olympic or in the Paralympics. We're going to get this gold medal. What the fuck are you going to do with that gold medal? Are you going to hang it up on your mantle and tell your buddies whenever they come over? <laughs> yeah. You're going to brag about this? Like, what the fuck, dude? I know. There's, there's no way. There's no way. You can't. Your wife, your wife is going to your wife is finally going to blow you. <laughs> if you're lucky, dude. <laughs> if you're lucky oh my god all right man so look we've, we've we've kind of established how f incredibly fucked up this is and i think we got we gave our listeners a, a pretty good example of what we're going to be doing with this podcast how how these scandals are going to be discussed and the obscurity of these now this one is a pretty yes. this one is a pretty well publicized one albeit it happened over two decades ago but right we didn't want to start off going too deep or too obscure, but I will tell you this and to everyone listening, the ones to follow are going to be a lot more weird. Oh, we're going to get real weird, real weird, real quick. And, um, and the next one is it's going to hit the bullseye. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's going to hit the bullseye. Now Chase, last thing, last thing, I want to pose a question to you and to our listeners. Um, and also really quick, want to shout out, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. The handle is, is the same. It's the number four, the love of shame. Okay. So for the love of shame, that's the number four respond to us on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. I want to ask this question. What is the one event that you like 100% believe that a mentally challenged team or person could beat you in? Oh man. Great question. So I'm going to just have to say there's absolutely no way in hell I'm ever going to play a mentally challenged person in anything. <laughs> Cause number one, it's a lose, lose. If you lose, you're an asshole. You are probably the worst athlete on the planet. If you win, you're an asshole. You just beat somebody with mentally, mental disabilities. That being said, I think I would probably get my ass beat by like a 25-year-old Paralympian in wrestling. Um, wrestling for sure was, was the way I was going to go. Just, let's just say that there, there, I don't know how much weight it holds or how much truth there is to it, but there's a stereotype that uh, there's some additional strength there. <laughs> You want so, to say it so bad, but yeah. I want to say it so fucking bad, but I'm not going to. 
Well, I commend you for your restraint, unlike the restraint shown by these 10 Spaniards right. who are confirmed assholes. They're canceled. Um, they're ableists. Um, they are. One thing I will spin on, though, I, I do want to have a little spin zone sesh here. What if you're at a pickup game? Okay. Mm -hmm. and it's just like five on five. It's you and your office buddies, and you're playing against some guys at the YMCA. Okay. But one of the other guys on the team is mentally challenged, but he's their ringer. Like, he's good. You know? Okay. That'd be hilarious. I don't know what, what else to say he, about it. What would happen if he just absolutely, like, takes you one-on-one, -on -one, breaks your ankles, and destroys you? Then I never because play basketball ever again. That's the only way that this Spanish 20, uh, 2000 Summer Paralympics basketball team, that's the only way this story ends well, is if they go out there thinking, ah, dude, we're just going to play a bunch, uh, play against a bunch <laughs> of mentally challenged kids. And just and get, they get smoked. On. Yeah, they get smoked. <laughs> that would have been the coolest thing ever, because then after they got caught, not only would people not feel bad for them, they would uh, relentlessly roast these guys. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Abs imagine this, imagine this happening like last year, like with the internet, with like Twitter. See, like, that's where these guys are lucky. These every guys single are one so of these lucky. guys would have been a meme, dude. Oh, man. Could you imagine like if Twitter were around in the year 2000 for this to be number one, more extensively covered, but number two, just the sheer fucking roasting of the. Imagine the guys pretending to be mentally disabled going on Facebook Live. <laughs> they're just, yeah they're just yeah. in their hotel rooms and they're like oh let's go. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are really good i don't know I, i'm not i'm not believing it <clears throat> and there's actually so last thing i promise and then we're going to wrap it up and we're going to be done there's a comedian named josh blue okay guy has cerebral palsy and he's got a bit about competing in the paralympic games 2004 for the u.s soccer team yeah yeah and he basically has a bit where he's like calling out people of like bullshit, dude, nothing wrong with you. And then he like gets up there and the guy's hands on backwards. Um, <laughs> if you can find that clip, that would be a great way to send us off on. Yeah, this I'll try and I'll try and clip us out. Oh, but, dude. But I, and my last my last little thing here is my mom has has taught in special education for like twenty years at this point. She's, she's helped out people with all kinds of uh, disabilities. And I'll say this, I could beat every single one of them in basketball. Sounds like you're coming from a place of experience. <laughs> all right. Okay. So that'll do it for this one. Thanks for joining us for our first episode. Again, I'm Chase and my co-host Hunter there. Thanks for providing all the background info, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, uh, watch the Paralympics next time they're around. Absolutely. It's going to be a doozy. We'll see you next right, week. Podcasts come out every Sunday. For the love of shame.